When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome all you to another episode of the Sports Ethos Bulls coverage postgame show. Uh, I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, of course, by my good buddy and Bulls fellow Bulls fan and co-host, uh, Mr. Trey Hill. How are you, Trey? We uh, just dropped a not-so-fun one to watch, 122-131 to against the Spurs. Initial thoughts, my man. My initial thoughts were the Bulls seemed like they had it in the bag in the first half. Uh, second half, you know, second quarter leading into the third quarter, it seemed like they were just kind of let, you know, playing with their food and the Spurs were just uh, better, you know, being a well-coached team were taking advantage. But the fourth quarter is what was really the most disappointing part, I thought, for me, was when they just relentlessly went to that 1-5 pick and roll and we just kind of watched the Bulls not not have a counterpunch to that. So to watch your team just get paper cut to death that's that's never a good time yeah it's um it's a running theme unfortunately unfortunately and i know i saw mark k who we've had on the show before uh tweet out right before i got on here that if you want to blame vooch you can but you're wrong Uh, i get where he's coming from right it's the point of attack defense the fighting over screens that is part of that pick and roll defense and it's not good don't get me wrong, it's not good. Um, I thought Zach Levine actually, just to point out something that was done well, uh, Trey, I thought he actually did a really good job for like, I would say 75% of the possessions down the stretch there when he was switched on, he had switched on to DeJounte Murray. And I really, I really thought he gave a lot of really great effort on the defensive side. And he led to a couple of missed buckets uh, by the Spurs. But, um, you know, ideally, he's not the guy that, that you'll have there that you'd rather have a guy uh, like a Caruso or Alonzo ball uh, or an IO to sumo even uh, involved with that. So I, I wasn't sure why I wasn't, you know, in there playing that defense. I thought he did a fantastic job throughout the game, but yeah, you're right, Trey. I mean that, you know, one five pick and roll, it's, it's just a running theme because teams just continue to punish us. And, and you can say, don't blame Vooch. I get that. And, you know, just to back up, back up there a little bit, I get that. Uh, but he does have some of the blame, right? He he definitely has some, but it's not a, not only to exploit that matchup and like you were you were mentioning the point of attack thing, but pulling Vooch away from the rim. The the Bulls yeah. don't have any other size. Mm. So the Spurs, for instance, they were able to get ten offensive rebounds, and I don't I don't have in front of me how many points they were able to score off of those. But to be able to get you know ten extra possessions off the offensive boards, a lot of that was because they had pulled Vooch away. And the bigs were eight. It's uh, six from Pirtle and four from Eubanks. So it was all the bigs. It was those bigs, you know, getting position because Vooch had to, you know, hedge on the pick and roll, and just being able to to get those easy boards. So there, there's so much more to it than just even that first initial pick and roll action. It's just it. 
there's blame for Vooch to go around, but when he says don't blame Vooch, when you hear Stacey King explaining on air, uh, you know, they have to communicate better. Zach Levine has to, you know, either either do the hard switch, do the hard, you know, do the switch, do the hard double, or, you know, at least let Vooch know what's going on. It's there's a lot to a lot to go on. But if Vooch if Vooch was a little more nimble, you know, if he if he was a little more mobile it would it would help a lot but that's just that's just not who he is and the bulls did a good job preparing the team for that but we don't have lonzo we don't have cruz like we don't have these key these key components to this defense that hide vooch's weaknesses yeah, and uh, we're going to have a show a little bit later tonight. Actually, we'll be recording a show with Mr. Stephen Bagel, who's going to join us and talk about the trade deadline coming up. And there are just some glaring holes on this roster uh, that need to be addressed if the Bulls are going to be serious. And, I, you know, and like I said, I don't even know if that's necessarily something I want. I mean, it depends on what the deal is, right? I think they, again, I've been reiterating this. I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> I think I can see them being a little bit more active in the buyout market or just making a move, you know, around the edges, uh, just a fringe move, just to to get a little bit better at their deficiencies that they have right now. Because, you know, even though we are clearly bad at doing, you know, guarding that 1-5 PNR, uh, and things like that. I mean, we're still only losing these games by, you know, seven, eight, nine points. It's not like we're getting blown out. It's not like it's so drastically bad. Um, that's not something we can overcome with just adding. Uh, and again, I'll mention these guys are Robert Covington or a Tory Craig. Uh, those are just the top two guys that come to my mind. I'm sure there are other guys out there. Um, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, uh, you know, go down the line. Um, there are guys that can help. Good. And I, I don't want, to sell the Spurs short, you know, they won this game, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. but there was a, there was a stretch after the Bulls took that lead that it felt like they took their foot off the gas. It felt like the defensive pressure wasn't, you know, ramped up. The Spurs were getting wide open three point shots with the Bulls not getting out there and contesting. And I thought that it was a lack, like a lackluster effort from the Bulls, you know, midway through the game that, you know, late second into the third quarter that really kind of sealed it for them early on that let the Spurs hang around, let the Spurs get in that rhythm, get that confidence that even though, like you said, Zach ramped up the defensive pressure, the defensive pressure was, you know, it was ramped up there towards the end. The Bulls lost the fourth quarter by two, but they ended up fouling down there towards the end. Uh, When the Bulls went on their run there to start the fourth quarter, that was because they were able, they were focused. They ramped that, that defensive pressure up. And that just wasn't something that was there all game. And that's that energy Caruso brings. That's that energy Lonzo brings. Uh, you know, Javante Green's only able to play 23 minutes tonight. And I know he was a minus 21, but if you can have him out there during dead stretches, a lot of the times he's he's a guy who can, you know, kind of energize that yeah. sort of thing. And he had some energy plays tonight. I mean, he had some, you know, his athleticism is something we missed, and, and it's still good to have him back. It was good to see him and Zach both back still. Um, but it was that third quarter, man, that third quarter was just, um, painful to watch, not only on the defensive side, the defense was, uh, just a revolving door all night. Um, it never really was good until that last, I would say maybe five minutes and eight minutes of the game there, there were good stretches of defense there, but the offense in that third quarter was just putrid. It was absolutely disgusting. So I think that's really, really where the game was really lost. And I, I blame I, I'm and I, I hate the word use the word blame. I think you know everyone's trying their best. You know I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, 
trying to disparage anybody here. But I think Zach Levine's shot selection needs to be talked about because it was just absolutely terrible uh, in that third quarter. It felt like to me what I had written down uh, in that third quarter was that it seems like Zach's playing hero ball right now. There's no movement. Zach's trying to take people one on one, taking you know shots off the dribble that he does you know early in the clock. It, 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 having a shot like that isn't a bad shot for Zach, but context matters. If you're if you have five, six, seven seconds left on the clock. Yeah, fine. That's probably the best shot you're going to get. Take that shot. But you're taking these with 14, 15, 16 seconds on the shot clock. That's the problem. And that's that's not good. So I, I was I thought this shot selection was questionable, Trey. What did you think? I agree with that. It, it seems like his, his shot selection is back when the Bulls, before they traded for Vucevic, you know, back when Zach had to do it all. To me... It, it seemed like Vucevic kind of owned the first quarter. He was he was pretty dominant there. Then Demar took over about halfway through the second. You know the Spurs had you know went on their run and Demar kind of stabilized things. And so I had written down that it seemed like it was time for Zach to have a quarter. And I think Zach I think you know they kind of felt that and they kind of funneled the offense towards Zach. And like you said, his his shot selection compared to that of Vucevic compared to that of DeRozan not even you know they they weren't shooting the shots that Zach was because they were making better basketball decisions I think Zach kind of forced it a little bit uh thinking you know well Vooch had his quarter DeMar had his this is the quarter they're getting me the ball so I you know I'm gonna go do what I do which is score and yeah, uh, I would like to see him play make a little bit more especially early on in the clock like you said he's he's got such a good handle that I I'd like to see him penetrate more and just dribble back out, mm. you know, drive in, see what you can find. And if there's nothing there, just come right back out with it because he's, he's so quick. He could, he could attack multiple times on one possession if he wanted to. I mean, you, you think that he's going to the DeMar DeRozan school of, you know, this is what a veteran does to, you know, keep the scoring consistent and you didn't really see him try to attack the basket. He wasn't trying to get to – he can. He's got the athleticism. He's got the strength and the speed uh, to get to the hole. We saw that in the fourth quarter. Um, but in that third quarter, he was just – he was settling for jump shots. And, you know, no, no movement was happening. And, you know, that happens sometimes. Sometimes, you know, things just get stagnant on, on offense. People are just not sure where they want to cut. There's no flow to the offense. And that, at that time, you see guys like DeMar DeRozan, and this is what Zach needs to grow up and, and learn. And he has at points in the season, but he needs to relearn it, I guess. He's got to get to the basket, man. He's got to try to get to the basket, get to the foul line. He shot. He was eight for nine from the from the free throw line. He actually had uh, the most free throws on the team. Demar Derozan was five for five. So he did get to the line a fair amount. Uh, I do feel like he maybe was settling for jumpers also partially because um, it felt like he. It does feel like he just has a hard time getting the fouls called like like Demar does for whatever reason. Uh, it just feels like he does get hacked a bit when he drives. So maybe that's part of the reason that he settled. But it, you know his game line reflects what we're talking about here. 30 points on 10 of 23 shooting. That's all fine. That's good. But 2 of 10 for me on the arc. And the reason for that 2 of 10, again, time, context matters. It's not because, oh, I don't want Zach Levine shooting threes or, or he just had a bad shooting threes game. It's because a lot of those threes were coming off of, you know, oh, jab step, step back into a three rather than catch and shoot or rather than uh, one dribble, one you know hard dribble to the left or right and taking a three, which those are different shots. If you guys are basketball players out there, you know those are different shots and they're, they're harder to make when you do a little bit of a hezzy or something before you take a three-point three shot. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, to me, if nothing else, it's a lesson learned. Popovich is one of the best coaches in the league. He clearly saw something that he could exploit on our team, and he went ahead and exploited it. I'd rather get exploited like this and give Billy Donovan and the coaching staff the tape to correct this before, you know, come playoff time and seeing it exposed on that kind of stage. I, I don't know if I have any uh, faith that they can they can. I don't think they have the personnel to address the one five pick and roll thing. That's the one thing that does concern me. But other than that, um, I think you're right. I think the the game it was a fine game. Um, like you said, that third quarter, the third quarter just sunk us. I mean, outside of that, I think it was a fine game otherwise. So I'm not going to get like all doom and gloom about it. But I do think that there is a glaring issue that just absolutely needs to be addressed. So we'll talk about that in the next show. Listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant uh, basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Go follow it now. So, hey, also, we have a brand new fan, uh, daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit. Up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick, pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. And some exciting news. Trey, I am actually now an affiliate uh, with Thrive Fantasy. If you guys want to sign up with my link, you can go to my uh, profile on Twitter. That's at BSPPKeith. Click on the link in my bio. Uh, that is my my link for you guys to go sign up. You can get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks, as I was saying. Uh, going to be awesome, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, my Thrive Fantasy lineup actually tonight is doing awesome. I just need Giannis to, to bring it home for me, and I should win some money here. So, um Good stuff. He's got to get over 46.5 PRA against the Knicks. Uh, I don't know. The Knicks are coming back, though. I need the Knicks to keep it close. That's what I need. And then I think you can hit it. Um, but, Trey, um, well, quick question for you here. So, Io, starting at the point guard, I mean, let me like, let me look at his line because I don't think – I don't even know what his line was tonight. Um, what did he end up with? Oh, no. Uh, he ended up with – Ten, three assists. Ten, yeah, ten points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. Thirty, almost thirty-six minutes, and and you can't tell everything again from from the stat line. Uh, but I didn't feel like uh, I, I still feel like he had impactful moments. But I just think he's more he's better suited for you know that twenty-minute role off the bench, right? Twenty to twenty-five minute role uh, than being a starter and playing 35, 40 minutes. What do you think? I I'm gonna disagree with you on this one. I think. I don't think he's going to get the assists, say, when he's playing with DeRozan and Levine on the court at the same time. So I think – so he played he played 36 minutes tonight. Of those 36 minutes, if he plays 24 of them with Zach and DeMar, I think he's that defensive guy who's just a 3 and D guy. He's the guy who's 
facing the best, you know, our point of attack defender who's fighting over the screens, who's keeping that effort up. But when it's him and Kobe White off the bench and he's playing that real point guard creator role, I think that's when we're looking for the playmaking from him. Uh, now, if the team was was healthier, then I, I could say, yeah, he might be closer to that 20-minute per game role. But when you have Troy Brown Jr. playing 23 minutes, Kobe White already playing 29, um, if you give up 16 minutes from Iowa, who are you giving them to? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, um, I mean, he, Kobe White doesn't bring the D. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Uh, we don't have Caruso. We don't have Lonzo. But uh, I just mean in general, like I said, like you said, if we were healthy or if we were able to get another guard in some way. And and I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, you know, again, we're going to have Stephen Baglon. I hope he has all tuned in for this next trade deadline show. But I, I don't think the Bulls are going to go after a guard. I don't think that's something that they want. But uh, I was more talking about, like, if we were healthy, that's a better role for him. Because I just don't see – I don't see the production. I don't see him being – and maybe this is just because he's a rookie and, and still figuring things out. But I don't see him being consistently involved in both sides of the basketball right now. But, and that was, I had the same problems with Patrick. He's not, the, he's not the natural playmaker that Lonzo is. So mm-hmm. when Lonzo's starting in his position, he can be that point guard role with Sack and DeMar – eating up all those possessions with the high usage rate. But when, when Lonzo gets the ball, he's so good at passing. He gets so many assists, you know, like his assist to usage rates, just one of the best in the league. It's IO is not quite that level. So like you said, like you were just saying, he has a harder time kind of, you know, sinking in on both sides of the ball with them. But to me, if everyone's healthy, I think it's, IO and Kobe white when, when they're your backcourt coming off the bench, that's, that's when he can come in and be that kind of playmaker. Uh, he was he was pretty decent tonight. I thought he yeah. had some good drives. Uh, yeah. He was definitely more aggressive trying to score. Tonight mm-hmm. he was three of nine, but he, he took six shots inside the three-point line. It wasn't like he was spotting up in the three and D role. He was attacking and trying to get something inside the arc. Um. Here's a little theory I got for you, Trey. Uh, Trey Brown Jr. got 23-ish minutes tonight. I'm looking at his game logs here. Uh, 22 and a half minutes the night before in Toronto. 31 minutes against OKC. 30 minutes against Orlando. Uh, pretty much every game before that, we've got like 20 minutes or less. So, uh, well, there's a 27 here, 24 here. But the last three games, four games, he's been getting regular minutes. Is this a, is this a trade? Deadline showcase? Are they trying to move this guy, do you think? Or uh, is this just because we're so shorthanded without Caruso, without Lonzo Ball? He's just the guy. Um, maybe a little showcase. He he plays bigger than than the other guys we have coming off the bench. I, I want to say you saw McKinney playing and you saw Hill playing those games while Troy Brown's minutes were down. And... Uh, I think McKinney might even be listed as taller than Brown, but Brown just plays bigger. You know, I think he's got more size to him. I'm not sure about what their wingspans are. But with the Bulls needing that size, I think they that Billy Donovan's just started to lean on him because of the personnel we have out there. Mm. Yeah, it could be that. Um, I'm curious to see, because I, um, I haven't looked at his contract. We'll have to take a look at that and see. I think he's maybe got two years left on his contract. 
Um, but it's not a very expensive contract. I, I, I would think a younger team might want him. He played really well for the Wizards while Bradley Beal was out. So uh, I don't know. Maybe something that we'll keep an eye on there. Um, did you catch the DeMar DeRozan tribute video at all? I did not. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, kind of the uh, regular run-of-the-mill tribute video. It wasn't anything special. Uh, just kind of his moments with, you know, with Spurs. Um, but that was kind of nice to see. I mean, obviously, DeMar's, you know, first game back uh, with his old team since the trade. And, uh, you know, had to be some emotions there. Um, he had a, a good game. Uh, he kind of disappeared in that second half a bit, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but 32 points, 13 of 22 shooting. He shot 59% from the field, 5-5, perfect from the line. He hit that one three-pointer in clutch time uh, to get us, you know, somewhat close there. Eight assists also and six rebounds, man. Um, he just balled out, just did tomorrow DeRozan things. I think he had some added incentive tonight with his uh, old team and old coach watching on. Maybe a little. He, he speaks so highly of, you know, Popovich and the organization, and he's just – he speaks so, you know – Highly of Toronto also, and he's just such a general good dude. I don't know if he had a lot of extra because of animosity, but, you know, even when you're playing your buddies at something, you want to beat your buddies. You want to do better than them. It's just that general competitiveness. You you don't get to be an NBA-level basketball player if you're not competitive somewhat, unless you know you're a seven foot three, you know, physical freak who just happens to not like playing basketball or something. <laughs> You got a good point there. Uh, okay, la- last point here before we drop here. We'll go uh, go on to hopefully happier stuff. Um, Kobe White, we, I know you and I were both talking uh, a few shows ago, about, or maybe it was last show, about us not being uh, worried at all about his shooting. Uh, four of six from three-pointers tonight, seven of nine from the field. Um, man, dude balled out, just shot the ball really well, 18 points. He did exactly what we're looking for him to do. Um, only one assist, two rebounds, but that's uh, that's not what we're looking for from Kobe. We're looking for him to put the ball in the hole. Uh, love what I saw out of Kobe tonight. Love the confidence he took those shots, even from you know a foot, foot and a half, two feet from behind the line. How, how'd you how'd you feel about it? I <clears throat> it was it was fantastic to see. Like you said, he started off with those three threes early on, and those three pointers opened up because they started closing out on him harder, and Kobe, he was able to drive. And you mentioned he only had one assist. He only had one assist because the Spurs were staying home. They weren't coming off other guys. They let Kobe drive and take, you know, slightly contested layups. They weren't, you know, they weren't the hardest layups in the world, the ones he he was able to to score on whenever he was able to get past his guy out at the three-point line. But seeing him be aggressive, seeing him, you know, fight for his shot, it that's the Kobe we want to see that, you know, this is exactly the kind of thing we wanted to see. I think you said, you know, he got his percentage at 18 points. If you can get, you know, 15 points from him every night. And I thought he played pretty good defense for the most part. Um, He, he was, you know, as guilty as everyone there during that kind of slog stretch, but he's done a good job of trying to fight over screens. He's just, you know, limited in size. And then my other New Year's resolution was the Vucevic uh, with getting a double-double. He missed it by a couple of rebounds. And I think the re- reason for that is what you were saying. Uh, the pick-and-roll defense just taking him out of his spots where he's going to grab those boards. 
Um, so instead of him getting a bunch of boards, we had DeMar DeRozan with six. We had Troy Brown Jr. get seven. I.L. grabbed six. We had another by committee approach on those boards, obviously. So I'm not going to put this one on him. I, th- I thought Vooch played a very good game. He had he shot 57% from the field. Uh, only one of five from beyond the arc, but he did hit a clutch three again. Uh, only one of two from the line, but that's not that big a deal. So um, I would say decent game all around from Vooch. This is like an average game, right? Yeah, I I would like to see him do a, a little bit better of a job trying to keep them off the offensive board. Seeing seeing the opposing centers get ten offensive rebounds is is you know disheartening. But I also I'm not sure how many of those were against Vucevic and how many of those were whenever he wasn't on the floor. So mm-hmm. you know I'd have to go and look. But that that's that would be my real big area of concern watching this game. Other than that, like you said. There's not a lot we can do about the one five pick and roll until we get our guys back that are, you know, designed to help that problem. Yeah. But hey, maybe a moves on the future. We are going to have our trade deadline show here in a minute. Uh, do tune into that. Um, we'll have Mr. Stephen Bagel on to discuss that. And we'll also discuss some all star selections here. But that's going to do it for our game recap. For the Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs, the Bulls now sit a game and a half out of first. Uh, they are in second place. The Cavaliers are right behind us, two games out of first. Uh, and they're coming up, man. Uh, the Nets uh, and Sixers and Bucks are all two and a half games behind first. They're all tied up basically in that uh, same zone there. Um, but I'm uh, taking a look here what their next games are. Bulls play the Trailblazers on Sunday. It's an early game. Uh, Trailblazers, man, that's another – you got to win games. Right now, while we have guys out, we have to win games that we're supposed to win. This is a game tonight we sh- we're supposed to win. Got to do it, man, because um, you're going to drop games against better teams because you just don't have the firepower. So I'm looking for a bounce back there on, on Sunday against the Trailblazers. Then we have the Magic on Tuesday, and I think there's some bad blood there. So uh, I'm hoping two wins in a row here, Trey. What do you think? Yeah, the Bulls definitely need to get in gear and bank some wins because tougher times are coming on the schedule. And at the end of the season, you don't want to be sitting in, you know, sixth place or, you know, even worse, looking at the play-in. And it'd be because of, you know, three or four games and looking back and seeing where you dropped, you know, five, six games against teams that were well under 500. Yeah, definitely. No regrets, guys. Let's go get those wins. All right. Um, but quickly, before we sign off, I want to also remind you guys to rem- use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Maybe they can make me an affiliate there as well. Come on, uh, mybookie. Uh, hit me up. Manscaped also. I- I'll take some free Manscaped products. Those are excellent products. Hit me up. I'm here. I've got an amazing 300-plus followers. Go follow me on Twitter. I'm at BSBP Keith. Trey, where can people follow you? They need to follow you, too. On Twitter, at Final Final. And don't forget to follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls. Until next time, let's go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.